0: the personality preaching produces. Um, It looks like I'm going to stay here for some time because it's an issue of concern to the Lord. If we read Matthew chapter 5, you read from verse 20, 21, 22 to 23. And then you skip and you go and read verse 28. The discovery that you make is that human personality is inside him. And God also in our dispensation, not even in our dispensation alone, even the old days, in the Old Testament, considered behavior more of internal than external. He considers the both. But from the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Matthew 528 is what he said, when even you look at a woman lustfully. Mm-hmm. That is behavior. Heavenly computers pick you. You've done it. And then the verse 21, 22 talks about in the Old Testament how they dealt with murder. But Jesus said, me, I am telling you when even you are angry, it's only uh, uh, we don't understand anger. We look at these things superficially. If you look at the Old Testament, how David, David's child, Absalom, kill his brother after he raped the Uh half-sister. These are the issues we don't talk about, the clergy don't talk about in the church. Absalom did not show anything to the brother that he was angry. But the anger was in him. So, he invited him to a party, another party. He, He murdered his brother. And this brother who was murdered in the party, during the party as a victim had been an offender. And if you look at the way he also deceived the sister into the house to rape her, it tells you the personality of man is within him. I've read few Christian readers that try to talk about man as he's portrayed about in the scripture. It becomes very complex, but it's simple. The nature man is not usually what we see outside. It is what is inside him. And it is more... It is the more reason why you can only understand from scripture this issue I am trying to teach you the grace of God, why God rejected Saul And prefer David. But we see a lot of sexual. Let me say immorality in David. We don't see it in Saul. But when you read Acts 13.22. You see that. God look at what is inside them. It is something that. Our 21st century clergy. Many don't know. They look at they only examine personality from what they see outside. So, some of us, the way even we present our sermon, mm-hmm, they don't want you in church. But if they had discernment, they would have liked people like some of us. But they like people, the hypocrites who oh, Papa I suffer oh, and then they will even bow and speak nicely. Is you give him. Preaching appointment and the weaving thank and praise purpose of as if it's a favor to be uh, given appointment to stand in the pulpit. If you give me appointment to come and preach in the pulpit and you understand what the work of God is about, you realize that it is not a favor. It's the work of God we are all doing. So it's not necessary for me to uh, thank you. As Papa also for you may choose to keep the pulpit in your armpit and keep it as your personal property. It's your own problem. You what we are all doing, we shall give account of it. Many things have gone on wrong. So sometimes that is the way I, I am I, I am led in the spirit within me to talk. Is it a favour for me to be given appointment to preach? In the pulpit. But if you are filled with the wrong spirit, you behave wrong, and that is the subject we are teaching. The personality inside. So in the Matthew five twenty two, when the Lord said, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom. That was what he meant. Because if you go to uh, the most theologians, analyze the behavior of the Pharisee, the number of times he fasts, attends church, and they miss it. That is not it. Read Mark chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. You see, they are the same people Jesus referred to in Matthew 5 20. They are the same people who came from Jerusalem to find out fault with him. And they say, hey, hey. You don't wash your hands when you eat and with your disciples and this and that and then, then, that, that means you, your worship is improper. And Jesus, when you read the Mark 7, 6 and 7, Jesus said, yeah, Isaiah was right. When he prophesied, prophesied. You see that in Isaiah twenty nine thirteen that, yeah, they worship me. And then he referred to them, you hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Hypocrites. Your worship is on their lips but their hearts are far away from me. Jesus was doing, if I want to sound a little bit scientific, qualitative analysis, religious qualitative analysis, and not quantitative analysis. We've got to understand it. Read it for yourself and you see it. Personality. So Jesus Matthew 5 20, 21, 22. It's 23 that the clergy, 21st century clergy does not want to talk about. That tells you that leave even your offering there and go if your brother has something against you, go and deal with it first before you take the Jesus Christ we even use offering to promote righteousness and godly living in his teaching. That is the Lord Jesus Christ for all of us the personality within the individual. We usually look at outside. So, Jesus made reference, pointed out to them that it was said to them that I shall not commit murder. But I'm talking about who if you are angry with your brother. And that's why I mentioned Absalom's anger. When his brother is a typical example of anger and bitterness. But here, when even you are offended and you are crying and you are in pain, more than 21st century clergy want to interpret that to be unforgiving spirit. But when you step on somebody's toes, you think he will laugh. And when you offend somebody, you think he will get sweetness in the heart. Because many of them lack the grace, even to teach the word of God. You see, there are so many things have been neglected. When Paul was talking about the qualities of a bishop, apart from the godly character, personality, he made mention of something that he should have the ability to teach. I mean, divine grace. He was not talking about uh, enticing words of wisdom here. As he said, his own was not like that in the first Corinthians. And he was not referring to the power of eloquence nor the power of uh, ecclesiastical intellectualism and then oratory skills. Well structured a uh, sermon, the ones we learn from our theological seminary. No 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 no. This business of God is grace, is grace. You, And that's why uh, some of us don't want to be streamlined with theological restrictions. It, it, it inhibits the manifestation of God's grace in preaching. Seriously. There are other good things we pick, but uh, when it comes to preaching, I don't want to go by theological restrictions. Body, introduction, body. No, 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 no. I'm doing this, what I'm doing is by inspiration. And if I want to restrict myself with theology, I cannot accomplish what God intends to do. That is it. It is the business of God. So the personality, say murder, you say if you're angry with your brother, mm -hmm, it's considered, it's equated to murder in our dispensation, dispensation of the New Testament. And then he verse Matthew five twenty eight is where he talk about looking at a woman lustfully. What Absalom's half brother did, and unfortunately he took advice also from ungodly friends to rape his own sister. That is looking at a woman what lustfully. The thoughts and the decision that we is all done inside before we act on it. Once it's taken inside, it is considered done by the heavens. Whether it's uh, what do you call it? Uh, good or bad? Mm-hmm. It's considered what? done. <laughs> this thing is a serious thing. So the personality, man, God looks at man from what is inside. And that is the more reason why if you read Acts 13, 22, you see why God rejected Saul and picked David. That we don't see the sexual scandals in Saul's life. And God said, I know David would do all my will." Hmm. God knows everybody who... As for the 21st century clergy, many of them are very pitiable. There are few good ones who also don't see, unfortunately don't see anything. They like especially the evil officers They speak nicely. They speak nicely. They stand in front of the church and they talk and you see that hey, they love the denomination. They are hypocrites. If you are clergy and you are listening to me, that is for your information. I'm giving you a clue. Watch your officers. If you are officer, it goes for you clergy too as well. Who is denominationally minded? Denominationally hearted and is not kingdom minded; it's a hypocrite. Let's take, say, uh, this time I don't want to mention him, but let's take, say, uh, the Lord is in my shepherd, Church. I shall not want, uh, or I shall not want ministry, and then he As for me. I love the Lord is my shepherd. Child, as for me, I, I. Then you know he's a hypocrite, because if he is not a hypocrite and he has the spirit of Christ, there will be no option than demonstrate love for kingdom of God. So if you are clergy and all your thinking is your. Circuit, your district, your society, your congregation. Today is an opportunity for you to take a second thought of scripture and pray for the right spirit. John Baptist preached about the kingdom of God. Jesus preached about the kingdom of God. Go to the Lord's Prayer. I've taught repeatedly with the grace of God within me that the lost prayer that we recite, God gets mercy upon us. We all recited it at school and God was mercy upon us. The compound, no snake even attacked anybody or but we walk in the compound. Some places are dark and nobody was bitten by a snake and all. God had mercy upon us because of that. But the real essence of the lost prayer is that that is the spirit of Christ is within us usually when we approach God in prayer that is the spirit that we express before God and that makes our prayer sharp and very well effective so you are looking talking about issues that will bring glory to the name of God you are looking at issues that um Uh, involve the will of God you are looking at issues that involve the kingdom and then you know the kingdom, the church is not for you as a clergy or as a leader and that's why I said for thine is the kingdom you should know just like Exodus 33 the way Moses prayed that Lord these are your people excuse me if your presence does not go with me I'm sorry I can't go I can't go with them. And God granted the prayer. Many of our clergy, and if you are clergy and you are listening to me, check this thing. If you want your prayer to be sharp, whenever you are praying God on behalf of the church, it's one spirit God wants to see in you. That you know the church is not for you. It's for the Lord. Yeah. And That is why the personality preaching produces is very important. We are sometimes uh, if I must be frank here, should I even talk to somebody today and he gets converted, I will need divine direction and, 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 and I will be troubled as to what church I should lead the individual to. Because we bring them and many of you want to make them, this go to the clergy and leadership, make them qualify for hell more than the wrong leader and the wrong clergy, which I dealt with the previous one in Matthew 23:15. So this Matthew 5 thing is about the inner personality. The inner personality. The if if if, the the inner personality Uh, uh, and that's why preaching uh, we have artificial one just like artificial flowers does not attract insects for pollination. Artificial preaching is the one cleverly woven and manufactured without the inspiration. Of God, which is not born out of the spirit of God. Preaching, come on. The preacher must be you must be recognized by God. And your message also must be endorsed by God. The message must be initiated by God. One is what I'm doing. I do this one with boldness. I sat here, I I three-day fast, the third day. I was going to preach. I have not received anything from God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Then at the dawn, I prayed, I sat in my chair here, fell into a trance, and the Lord spoke the personality preaching produced. Immediately I got it. And since then, it has affected my teaching and preaching. So anytime I want to preach and teach, I have this, and this is what we call faith. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, I'm not teaching faith. One of these days, there is a subject on faith. Also, I need to teach. Faith does not thrive on vacuum. So, through faith, Abraham uh, was called to live. Mm-hmm. There was a divine prompting. There was a di- a divine communication, whether in a vision, audibly in whatever form, in preaching, whatever, whatever, in a dream, in whatever form God communicates to individual and group and societies. Then he said, through faith, Noah was one in a world, was one to build a world, the ark. You take somebody like Rehab, there was a divine communication. Somehow, in some way, she got information about God and God's people and what God was has done for his people and what was doing among his people, and God's intention and will and purpose for Jericho, where she was even a citizen. But out of faith, that is what you are told in Hebrew 11, she did not perish because she opened up and decided to be part of God and God embraced her. So why do clergy become some clergy become denominationally minded and want to discriminate intimidate limit and isolate innocent people who come to church and did themselves know we have not come to church, excuse me to say to rape or to cause disturbances or to follow women or to embezzle church funds. We've come to pay offering, tithe, support, do kindness to some of members comparatively. We think we are better than socioeconomically. Not to boast of it, but in our attempt to worship our God. Why do certain clergy want to antagonize? And that is how I'm able to tell the spirit in them. And sometimes I want to invoke God to deal with them. I don't want to go into this area because of bitter experiences I've had in the past. And when that's why when you talk about bitterness, if you treat somebody like that, you want me to have sweetness. So I use it to teach so that you in the ministry and those who are late today and tomorrow are going to be clergy don't go into such errors. It's a serious thing. And, and sometimes if people know misbehave especially you are church you misbehave and you know what God revealed to us, what he's going to do with you in future. Okay, you will listen to our message and begin to fast in such, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> uh, uh, a Bible calls what? Uh, wheat sack. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, sackcloth and ashes. One funny said uh, uh, you, you, you fast and pray in wheat sack and maybe add charcoal powder to your body so I don't want to speak much Uh, we've got to check these things Uh, preaching must be inspired it must be born from the spirit of God that is the one that accomplishes the job of God to produce godly personality if it is the other way around it produces wrong personalities may the Lord help us to get understanding and get more leadership, that to understand that this church, church, church business is about development of what godly personality. This is what we have failed woefully, and therefore they despise the church, and and the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles. May the Lord have mercy upon all of us. Amen.